0: Welcome to the MX Vice SMX review show with myself, Ben Rumbold. I'm here with my MX Vice colleagues, Ed Stratman and Bradley Wiener. So, yeah, good to see you guys. How are you all?
1: Yeah, life's good, mate. Thanks for having us on. No
0: problem, certainly.
2: So, yeah, all right, there, Brad. The tonight, yeah? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think Wolf tonight. So, uh, yeah, you can go all night if we have to.
0: Nice, nice. <laughs> The, uh, I I could see the uh, the Wheelers uh, Cadbury star graphics going on. Are, they, are you keeping them for Voxil
2: as well? They look they've yeah. the bunking Yeah, but it's Brilliant. yeah Brilliant. I'm uh, in the process of dropping the oil out and stuff. <laughs> uh, yeah. So That's long to ahead. <laughs>
0: I hope for then As to let you know that this uh, podcast is brought to you by AS3 Performance the home of aftermarket motocross and enduro parts from hardware and protection parts including skid plates and radiator braces to performance cooling parts uh, from silicon radiator hoses to oversized impeller kits AS3 also have a huge range of brake clutch and gear levers all with different features and adjustability check them out online at www.as3performance.co.uk we're also supported by Kawasaki Motors UK who are pleased to announce the arrival of the new new KLX140R range. The easy-to-ride KLX140R lineup offers a 144cc four-stroke engine, plus suspension and push-button electric start, making for great trailblazers. The KLX140R machines come in three different sizes, ranging from junior's first tentative steps to pushing the door wide open on adult riding. The highly regarded KLX140R range is ready and willing to add fun and enjoyment in 2023. Contact your local off-road dealership for more information. We're also fueled by Golf Race Fuels uh, across four wheels, single-seaters, and also two wheels, whatever the discipline the golf brand is associated with winning worldwide. So thank you to them for joining us. And, uh, yeah, of course, don't forget to go to evenstrokes.com. If you're uh, in the UK, you can then get a special discount just for listening to us on the podcast uh, by using the name of this man here.
2: Yeah, so use the discount code, bradwheeler ten. I'll uh, get 10% off anything you buy at evenstrokes.com and uh, yeah that gets put straight back into MX Vice so it helps us do these podcasts and everything so yeah shop at evenstrokes.com
0: Thanks so much so yeah boys what did you think about the uh, Bloods Creek National then pretty uh, special racing I thought amazing to see Great uh, scrapping there with Chase thoroughly giving Jet a hard time, making him earn that uh, 20 moto streak, which he now still has somehow. And uh, yeah, 250, controversial there with uh, the lead from Mr. Deegan and then the red flag completely wiping it out. And then he, him wiping himself out, not just of the moto there, but also now uh, mathematically out of the championship, even, which is uh, pretty incredible considering where we were a couple of races ago. So uh, yeah, who wants to go first, boys? Who wants to talk about it? Mr. Reno, you're my normal. Little- Partner okay. show. So uh, what do you reckon then? So I'll drop you right in it.
2: <laughs> um yeah, I mean obviously yeah Deegan looked like he was away with it in that first one, uh before obviously the red flag went out. I think it was uh Har- Hardy Munoz crash yes. just before, like coming up to the big triple. Um but yeah, obviously the red flag got thrown. It was a full restart literally just before the halfway point. Um yeah, I mean, <laughs> real kick in the nuts for Deegan. Um, I think, yeah, I think the the rule was if it's, yeah, after three laps and before, like two thirds of the way or something, it's a full restart. But I think uh, like he got first gate pick and so on and so forth. But, yeah, obviously, messed the start right out, came in way too hot um, and went down. uh but yeah, I think they've uh, they've said, haven't they, that the, the rule is going to be adjusted for next year, like the restart rule. Um more I think from what I've heard, it's gonna be uh they're basically gonna line you up from the inside out on what position you were in, and then just sort of wave you off with a flag, sort of like you do at a schoolboy for practice <laughs> type thing. Um it's it's it is a better, a better better idea than doing a full restart. Um, but I mean, personally, I think I don't see why we can't do sort of like, a like a pace bike type thing. Like they have a safety car and F1. Um, why, why can, why is that not a thing in motocross? It wouldn't be difficult to, to get, I don't know, just get one of the riders that didn't qualify into the top 40, just say, do you want to do this? And all they've got to do is, um, when they like when they're ready to go racing again, they just sort of single file off from from the pit box. They do a lap, and then he pulls into the pit lane. You have like a white line. Um, like from that point on, it's it's time to go racing again. Um, I think it would make it a lot more interesting. You could Deegan could sort of back him right up and then drop the hammer with a couple of corners to go, or literally hold him up right to the line and just yeah, I think it would be quite interesting. Um. But yeah I definitely crash him over it, yeah <laughs> yeah but um yeah i mean he definitely got fucked with the
1: star 100% <laughs> Could <laughs> be a few shenanigans on a restart like that, couldn't they? They'd have to probably get some sort of penalties in play and that kind of thing, just so blokes aren't if they're coming down one downhill section and the and the lines, you know, <laughs> on the flat, there could be some sneaky moves going on just to get a couple. But no, he was, Deegan, he just keeps impressing, doesn't he? Really? He's a just a little hard charger, but he just a couple of rough breaks the last couple of rounds. And but you know, I suppose the overwhelming sort of theme from the season is how good he's been. He's definitely shocked a lot of people and Caught a lot of eyes and he's kind of, yeah, obviously got robbed a bit on the weekend there with the restart. And then, yeah, he was a bit overzealous running into vr there but you got the fastest lap in both motos and yeah the fitness the stamina just the energy on the kids impressive it's it's such a contrast to you see the lawrence brothers technique like he's all hard isn't he hayden he's just a hard charger and he's always on the edge and the back wheels stepping out but that's how he rides and it's cool to have styles like that to sort of mix it up and it makes it interesting for everyone doesn't it so yeah what do you think of it ben you happy with that restart idea from brad i quite like it too
0: yeah, I, mean, I, I think Brad's lining himself up for a job at the British Championship, I think. Don't you? Or are you going to just speak to the <laughs> MXGP guys so and say, you know, no one else is wearing number 15 over here. I can just, uh, you know, cruise around in front and just uh, hold them off. Or, like you say, you're going to get the, uh, the guy that hasn't qualified uh, going in there and just try to prove how fast he is and then crash his brains out. So, yeah, I don't know. It's going to be... Uh, yeah, I've not even thought of uh, maybe implementing that in, uh, in motocross. But, yeah, the more you talk about it, it's actually... Yeah, not a bad idea because, you know, they can just keep the wheels on the ground and everyone has to file up behind them. I mean, I guess they would get hot. I think that might be the only thing that the riders might not like, that they would get hot, I guess. Maybe the bikes might get hot, especially if it's a mudder. But yeah, I mean, um, I mean, I don't know. I, I, quite, I really like how they do it in Supercross, the way they restart it from the inside and backwards. I, I think that's a great idea. Um, yeah. But yeah, can you do that with 40 riders on the start line of a, of a motocross? Uh, outdoor, then yeah, yeah that's probably more harder to control. So, yeah, I see I see your point now. I mean, yeah, it's it's going to be the Deegan rule now, isn't it? The uh, the the, the, the non as they call it. So yeah, it's going to be entertaining to see what they do with that. But um, yeah, like you say, why not a pace bike? Why why not? I mean, yeah, there's plenty of uh, traveling marshals have done that in the past uh, to you know hold up the hold at the tail end to make sure the tracks clear but yeah yeah,
2: yeah. or like even even not a pace bike just do a lap on waved yellows like wheels on the ground and then from a certain point like for example bud's creek you could say from the top of the sort of jump down towards pit lane then you go racing from that point um mm. but obviously um and then you have another line to say or I guess you could back them up or Deegan can just go Go early like they do in F1, but um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, obviously, yeah, the staggered start is sort of proven works in supercross. Um, like obviously, there is more bikes out, outdoors, but I didn't see why you couldn't sort of go round the first corner. Um, yeah,
0: except it? it's just queuing up in it, that's all it is. So, yeah, it's yeah, um, yeah, it's difficult to see what can really go wrong with that. I, I, I must be honest, I thought that was what they did, so I was quite surprised to see that uh, yeah, it was a complete reset and um. And then, of course, yeah, he came mm-hmm. up the inside of the owl like red rag to a bull, and um, and that was that. So, as it stands now, I mean, I thought <laughs> Justin Cooper rode fantastic in the first one, obviously, to, to take that. I mean, and it was good to see Jed Swole up in the, uh, the, the the sharp end again, so that was really nice for him to get the Husky brand up there, especially with uh, Hampshire knocked out after uh, uh, his previous crash at Unadilla. But, um, yeah, then Hunter came back again, and um, it's very close now to him actually clinching it, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it sure is. It's going to be sort of pretty hard to beat him from here. He just keeps, you know, after he's had so much adversity this year, he's sort of got things back on track pretty nicely, just clean, just intelligent riding. You know, I suppose the battle lines were drawn with Deegan a few weeks ago back at Washougal and yeah, it's certainly gone one way for each of them. You know, it's gone their own separate ways there and, you know, Deegan's out of it and Hunter's, you know, it's going to take sort of a miracle almost, but I suppose you know, Cooper does have a puncher's chance still. You never know. The sport's pretty wild. with you see like Tomac and Hurlings. It's just one false move and it's all over. So, but it's quite crazy with Cooper. He's only won four overalls. So, you know, just banking those wins, it's not really what he does. So he's obviously, I think he's got upwards of 40 podiums, but just the, just the wins mm-hmm. and just struggles to really sort of stamp his mark, I guess, in that column. But yeah, he's just a great rider. It's really precise, sort of keeps everything pretty connected, nice and compact, but yeah, he needs a really needs something bad to happen to to Hunter for him to have any chance, mate. And you see the same Brad, he's he's got it in the bag, mate. Aussie, Aussie,
2: oi, 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 for this week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Um obviously, yeah, I think the gap's twenty-two points, same as what it was before buds. So yeah, I mean, if he goes up, wins the first race, then uh yeah, this this game over I win um even with like the most most race wins of the season, even if they end up drawing. Um yeah, I, I don't think... Well, he may go out and win. I, obviously, it depends, like, uh, in the situation he's in. If he gets the whole shot, he's not just going to roll over. Um, but, yeah, I mean, if he starts 10th, he's he's going to be in no major rush to get to the front, I don't think. But, um, yeah, I, it, he's deserving of it. He's been, the like, the best guy throughout the whole year. Obviously, had the first turn crash at red with dnf and then another dnf with southwick and he's still 22 points up uh yeah i mean i don't think you could make an argument that anyone's anyone's more deserving of it and of uh more deserving of it than hunter 100 percent. yeah what do you think of um
1: cooper's pretty sort of aggressive move on him in that moto there did you think that was a little bit of a flex going on there
2: uh yeah i mean i've I've got no issue with it it's i mean they're going for the it's, it's an outside chance but he's still got a chance um yeah i mean it could have been a lot worse 100 if he wanted it to be <laughs> i mean hunter <laughs> might as well have got off and waved him through that gap um yeah i mean just sort of yeah giving him a little bit to sort of let him know that it's not it ain't over yet like but um yeah rovin's racing <laughs>
0: I just uh, checked out the stats before we joined here just to make sure we got it all sorted out. And yeah, like you say, if Hunter makes three points uh, over Cooper in that last race, then in that first race, then yeah, he has glitched it. But, yeah, but uh, if uh, Cooper wins both races, then Hunter can still win with two top six results. That's how yeah. it works.
1: Yeah.
2: It's going to be and, pretty
1: hard yeah. to, to really in from there, but. Wanted to get your guys, obviously, thoughts on Shimoda as well. Obviously, it looks like he's going to be heading to HRC Honda next year alongside the Lawrence brothers and Hymas in the 250 class. A lot of the chat is, you know, you hear from JT and on his podcast. So that'll be interesting. Yeah, he's a great rider. He's always really sort of smooth and precise, and he's just really fun to watch, isn't he? But it's just sort of the results are coming, and he definitely needed these earlier in the season because that's, you know, he was a legitimate title contender. You look at it last year and obviously didn't help this year with the injury, but you definitely... I think Shimoda will be up there for the final round and, you know, how he goes on the Honda, but he should be a supercross and motocross contender for for many years to come in the 250 class. So your guys' thoughts on him and how bright the future is for him?
2: Yeah, I mean, obviously, obviously coming into the outdoors, he was sort of, yeah, pegged to be one of the favourites, sort of in that, definitely in the top three. Uh, Didn't start the year very well and sort of, yeah, kind of slowly sort of built his way into it uh obviously the pressure's off now he's sort of out of the hunt um yeah i mean he's he's not aggressive enough even in the slightest in my opinion to to be a champion i mean deegan literally just rode around the outside of him um but like he could have just put deegan in the bank but it was just nothing he just yeah he doesn't seem to have that aggression, I don't know if it's like a Japanese thing or just a, a Shimoda thing. But um, yeah, he's hes very chill, kind of a bit too chill. <laughs> um, yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting to see uh, when he's sort of like at HRC, he's going to be like sort of their main guy in the 250s, sort of all eyes are going to be on him. Um, but then on the other side, he's going to have everyone in the team sort of at his beck and call. So it'd be interesting to see, um, yeah, how he comes out, um, sort of in the Supercross next year. But um, he's de- he's got the skills, hundred percent. Like the talents there, you've seen it. Um, like he's won races. Yeah, the talents there. I think he just needs to to sort of work on the um, the aggression side of it a little bit. But I'm not really sure how how you do that. I mean, chuck him in a chuck him in a boxing ring, I guess. Let him get his, let him get his nose broke a couple of times.
0: I think uh, I think you fix it by um, going four months around a track as tight as possible in the uh, practice tr- uh, arena cross circuit that Honda have got there and just bash each other about by two Aussies all the way, all the way through for four months. I think that's the only way they're going to do it. They're going to launch first to go. No, nope, sorry, mate, it's all better off. Ball up, crash, bang, and like you know, you survive or you die. And it's pretty much that's all he's going to do. I mean, no, like you say, that's, that that is his bigger Achilles' heel, isn't it? Because the only way he can win really is by outpacing everybody, and uh, he hasn't really. Don't like doing that much this year uh, or by uh, obviously somebody else crashing uh, Deegan's only going to get stronger and there's no problems at all with his aggression um, so yeah he, I mean if Deegan starts with him uh, then yeah he's going to give Joe a serious bit of attitude but and it only takes a couple um, uh, if, if Joe learns to fight that way Uh, like you say, it might be just completely against his nature. Um, I certainly felt plenty of aggression towards him when I was doing the edit for his podcast that time because, uh, yeah, that was a difficult edit. I can tell you that for nothing. But, yeah, the guy... uh I mean, English isn't his first language, so I'll give him uh, give him his cues. But no. uh, yeah, maybe you should try editing his own podcast. That build up his aggression before the race. That'd be a nice warm up, perhaps. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm being tight on Joe. But uh, Joe was great. But uh, yeah, like you say, he just needs to sharpen those elbows and get the blades out because um, yeah, especially in Supercross, he's just going to get beaten up by Deegan and uh, even the rest of these guys. I mean, Rider D's not shy of a bit of uh, bump and rub, and uh, yeah, I mean it's uh, kitchen as well. You know, you've got all the guys that are going to be in there, and in particular, yeah. you've got an aggressive and looking better all the time, Austin Faulkner. Um, it was really good to see Austin on the more on the case this weekend. So, um, as uh, as as a guy who was so good on our podcast, um, it turned me around to be a bit of a fan. And uh, yeah, Faulkner is. Um, to cheer the underdog on, it would be great to see him do well, especially if he can, as the commentators were saying, if he can unleash this sort of potential in the playoffs, then
1: who knows, he might have a major uh, payday in his back uh, in his back pocket as well as a, a cute missus. Yeah, he's one of those guys that you wouldn't be that surprised if he, you know, he's banked some good experience and, you know, he's got some confidence now, especially in that second moto when he was leading and just really holding his own out front there for quite a hefty period in those conditions and against that field it was pretty impressive and you know he's got all the tools he's got the bike he's got the talent you know he's got the training program he's been doing some pretty good work he switched that up like he was telling you guys so i encourage anyone to listen to that to get some insights on that but yeah he just looked really good he could he come out and win smx i guess he's got the talent to do so because he is he is certainly great on that oh, i guess a super crossy style track so yeah it'd just be good to see him go injury free for a prolonged period and he could definitely put it up there and get those titles. His talent and his skill definitely deserves him having. So exciting times ahead for him because I guess by now most of us would probably think he would have been on a four fifty, wouldn't we?
0: Oh yeah. Back in the day for sure. You know, I mean you were talking about a guy who went head to head with Cooper Webb and Jeffrey Hurdings in the um you know, Grand Prix of Charlotte and back, back whenever, however long that was ago. I mean, it's uh, pretty crazy to think it's uh, that was what he was doing. But you know, so <laughs> that's quite a while. Yeah, exactly, eight nine years ago. So you know, it's pretty scary to think that. Yeah. Uh, that was his uh, his early promise, and uh, yeah, you'd have expected to be a bit the end of the other 450 right now, but it just hasn't happened with few injuries, and that's how it is. So you know, who knows? But um, yeah it'd be good to see him do well, it'd be really good because uh, I was cheering him on in that uh, in that race I thought, well, yeah, come on Austin, go on for it you know, it's it's good, good to see
2: Yeah, I mean, it, 2019 he was the guy um, in the oh, Supercross yeah, like sure. that pretty much had the title in the bag um, like beating Sexton quite clearly wasn't even on his radar um, yeah, and just obviously did his knee and that was just snowballed into this 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 mother load of injuries that he's had up until yeah getting back on the bike like a few weeks ago so um it'll be good to see if he can build from that good result in the second race sort of carry that into Ironman maybe even get on the box and then yeah into the SMX and he's he's definitely got the skills to um sort of win one of the races at SMX if not the whole thing the amazing now
0: Amazing how things work, isn't it? Because I remember watching that championship and thinking, "Well, Chase, that's Travis Preston championship." You know, <laughs> I thought that was like that was the one you win when Bubba Stewart got got uh, injured, mm. and that's the only one you're going to get. And then, yeah, Stone Me is out there now, one of the fastest riders in the world, and uh, yeah, Supercross champion, and um, yeah, trying desperately to to, to halt a perfect season from someone. So yeah, it's amazing how it switches around. Because like you say, Fortner was clearly the man, uh, and then uh, yeah, Sexton was. Yeah, you got to say, I mean, you're hardly ever lucky to win a championship, but even so, you know, he, he inherited that. So, uh, but yeah, hey, fair play to him. He's since uh, really stepped it up. So that's pretty cool.
1: But yeah, that no, was pretty cool. And just before we sort of go on with the rest of the races, guys, who would you actually pick for the Motocross of nation's team for America on the 250, I guess, and just the whole team in general? It looks like there's a lot of talk going out of America that Barsha, Deegan, obviously Justin Cooper's out, Sexton's in doubt uh and, and if so he mm. might be doing a lot of KTM we're hearing which would be quite risky it would seem with such minimal bike time on that but, but obviously with Kawasaki not yet yeah. keen on doing it that's probably Anderson and seeing Cirillo out so obviously it looks like Plessinger will be there and that's just great having him there you blokes will be I'm sure uh cheering him on and he'll just be loving it lapping up the vibes and the French crowd will be going wild over him but you guess do we put R J on the four fifty or what well, what's the sort of process and have Kitchen or someone on the two fifty? Obviously with Barsha out, that sort of leaves the options a bit thin. But there's talk Cooper Webb wants to do it. So maybe he could he could be thrown in there. It's certainly a interesting conundrum they've got ahead of them with the team set to be announced in the guests the next week. It's usually this weekend, but they're gonna need more time maybe. Yeah. yeah. I possibly, think yeah. um I think they
2: said yeah. I think uh Plassen just said that he's in. He's uh he's a lock, um, providing obviously no injuries between now and then. Uh I think Deegan's old man has said that he's not doing it. Uh, I think Barish has got commitments, other commitments during that sort of that weekend, so he's out. Um, so yeah, it doesn't really leave a great deal. Sexton Honda said that they would support Sexton if he wants to do it, like he could do it on a Honda. Um, don't know but it sounds like if he was gonna do it it'd be on a KTM. But I think even if it's Sexton, like a week on a KTM is a bit better than taking, I mean, who's your other options to take? <laughs> um, RJ on the but if it was, is a Well, yeah, the but I think, I think you, are, I'm not really sure who you take on T Do you want someone who's good at, good at starts? And that's none of that's them good. really. Kitchen's awful at starts. Hampshire's pretty awful at starts. <laughs> um, yeah, almost like write, take rider D and just <laughs> pray to God he can hold on for 30 minutes. Um, i tell you, uh, it, Master Pull of March bags. That's what you have, Master yeah. Pull of well, yeah. and, uh, I think... <laughs> but if it was me, if it was a choice between taking Sexton or Webb, both being on new buyers, I think I'd take Webb. Um, just because he's... I don't know. He's just a gamer. Like, you know, you just... You put him in a... In that sort of situation where he's, he's got to go out and perform, and then he he does, and he always seems to ride well at the nations. Uh, he's rode the track before on a Yamaha. Um, yeah, I think I I think Plessinger Webb, and then yeah, I guess just Hampshire. This, you just, at least you know Hampshire's going to give it his all. <clears throat> he may be he may be battling in twenty eighth, but um, he's uh he isn't going to. He isn't going to let up for sure, and you never know. He could pull a start. It's it's been heard.
0: Well, he did it at Daytona, didn't he? You know, his one chance, his first. Uh shot a good, uh, a good start on a 450 at Daytona and he won the heat race. So, you know, I think, yeah, Hampshire's got a chance of getting there. I mean, it depends what sort of bike he gets because I don't know if they've even got a 450 Husqvarna anywhere in Europe. Are they, I, don't, I don't think there's any in the Grand Prix scene at all. Um, so maybe Martin yeah. Bar might be getting the call. That might be getting, can I borrow your bike, mate? And then Martin's like, oh, I've got it for the Nations, that's it. So I don't know why I they gave them there, but we'll figure that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you've got, uh, I mean, if you're picking on film, you'd go, Plessinger, Sexton, and Cooper, wouldn't you? Those are the top Americans in their championships. So, you know, like I say, I mean, yeah, Sexton said that, well, the Honda guy told us, didn't he? Lars told us, Brad, that uh, he's fine to support uh, Chase as well as he will Jet and Hunter, and Jet and Hunter are both up for it, so yeah. to send somebody who's going to try and run them close, and yeah, I mean, like you say, Webb and uh, if, if you can unnerve Jeffrey Hurlings, which Webb has clearly done before, like, you know, that great mm. video that he said of, like, Hurlings is saying, like, like, why is this guy fucking talking to me? Like, what, what's, what, what's he talking to me? And the start, like, like, you know, you're ready for battle, mate. You're ready for battle. You know, he's, he's just the sort of one that could really get into some Euro's heads. Uh, and even for that alone, he's worth doing it. Will he get into Jet's head? That's another matter, you know. He hasn't really had a chance to race him yet, but um, yeah, that's another question for for, for that time. But um, yeah, I, I would, uh, like I say, take Cooper and you take Chase for his speed, but can you count on him to stay up for those two minutes for those two motors I'm, on foreign conditions with the pressure of people shouting in his ear in French? I mean, I really don't know, you know. So it's it's going to be very tough for the Americans either way. I think it's, it's yeah. certainly not not a shoe in for anybody wearing one, two, and three I this mean, year. It's
2: kind of, <clears> no, I think the. The win is gonna come down to Australia and France um they've just sort of i mean I don't know who Australia' gonna end up taking for that third guy um it's obviously You're still up in the trouble. air, but i think i i personally i think if it was me, I'd think I'd be tempted to put Hunter on the four fifty and have him run m x in m x open just because he's his starters are a bit up and down. Um, they're not all, it's not like a guaranteed start like it is with someone like Prado. Um, so he could end he could end up starting tenth on the two fifty. He could end up thirtieth. Whereas I think if you put him on a four fifty, he's going to be in the top ten, and he's going to be he's going to be one of the better riders, and he could easily get in that top five. And then like theoretically, you've got Jet going one one, Hunter going sort of like three five and then they just needed semi decent result out of a 250 guy like mm. if we could get dean ferris on the cosworth yamaha from 2013 then we're uh, they'll be laughing
0: um it
2: will be
1: interesting because obviously uh, yeah. if with the 250s in australia like wilson todd's a weapon nathan Crawford's a weapon mm. as well but obviously with ferris on the 450 winning the title on the weekend and then you've obviously got guys like evans beaten Webster Tanti, also very exceptional riders, but I guess at the moment you're probably going to pick Evans just with the European, uh, you know, the basing of the Kawasaki. There, it's probably the logistical, you know, it makes mm. sense, but yeah, you can't really deny Ferris's speed at the moment either. It's just absolutely incredible what he's doing on that Yamaha. So, there's definitely options, mate. It's a good problem to have, I guess, but yeah, there's yeah, whether you leave Hunter on the 250 or you have the yeah, the, the yeah, I mean, 50 and Evans, it's it's pretty interesting, it leaves with some pretty good options, but also with France, I guess we're on the SMX. So Vial is, you know, I guess he's probably in the running, but he's had issues in the past and Beneston's, you know, been injured a lot lately. So he's, Probably not at his peak. And obviously another guy, 250 guy, Mark Antoine Rossi in EMX. He's an absolute weapon, as we saw in Erna and the rounds. He's he's a freak, so he's probably not in it. So it's looking like it'd be good if they could get Vial over the line, because they're probably going to need him and he'll probably want to finish the, the year on a high and you know, back to the familiar confines of of the, I guess the structure will be under and, and in France it might be a pretty good opportunity for him to join, I guess, Renault and Fevre, who would be the logical choices for them. So how do you guys see France as well? Because yeah. they're going to be bloody good too.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think um, yeah with, with France, I think you, you you take Vial. I think if you if if Vial will ever ride for you again, and you know the the French saga of nations through the years has been like this, you know, one guy saying he's never going to ride for France again, and then suddenly he turns up. You know that that, that can happen. And I think Vial. I think maybe if his, if his homesickness overcomes his uh, hatred of the federation guys, then I think uh, they've got the best chance. Because yeah, like you say, uh, if Benestart was healthy, you would go for it. Um, otherwise, you've got Fevre and Renault. And, uh, you know, there you go. And then she dropped Renault back to 250 and get Paul on out of retirement or something like that because he's there, just a lucky mascot that wins every single time he lines up. So, you know, he was watching with interest at the weekend, so you never quite know. But, uh, yeah, I think Renault has been back on the gas enough and I think you would take him on a factory yam. So I think your 450 guys are locked in. So, yeah, like I say, it is down to that 250 berth. If they can coax Tom across the uh, across the Atlantic, I think that's really what they should be working on right now. Uh, and who knows? You know, we might even see Marvan back. Who knows? Marvan was there last time. He was there when I was there, number two. And uh, you know, he could well be a show, and he's not been uh, shy of jumping on a 250 now and then, so you never know. Muscat might just have a little, uh, a little freak ride, in. you never know. I might call that one here and there saying, I said it, I said it, and you heard it here first. <laughs> yeah, it'll be
1: interesting to see if Parandas could they coax him into it as well. Obviously, he's got a lot of things up in the air with the team, there's not really anything confirmed with him, so he would be a pretty good asset, especially after his ride last year. He was just absolutely on rails there and then you've got the dutch yeah. team who obviously hurlings cold and de wolf if they're all fit but you know two of those three guys have got massive injury clouds and but they have got some good backup with like you know van der mosdijk verlander and bogers even elzinger who's come into a bit of form lately even though he's weak and didn't go so well but it's going to be pretty interesting sort of those two teams are, are going to be mixing it up there with australia and america yeah. as well so any yeah. your thoughts there guys on them and you think Hurlings is even that keen on racing in 2023? It's been a disaster, hasn't it?
0: Yeah. A bit
1: of a
2: yeah. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Hurlings wrote it off. Um, but I also feel like he, he still feels like the team can win with himself uh cold and I guess van der Moose, like, um uh or Kyder Wolf. Um yeah, they're a bit of duck, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, DeWolf,
0: DeWolf um, will be, DeWolf is back in action at Turkey, so yeah, he is returning to. Uh, to <clears throat> yeah, the track so I don't
2: know. yeah, I think that's another team that can win if they're all if they're all firing on all cylinders. Um, I it'd be interesting to see who Italy turn up with. I I quite like Crowley. Yeah, well, I think like it's that. going to
1: be Adamo, Guadagnini and Ferrato should be a pretty good team. But yeah, Corolli would probably still go there and win like he did at that Dutch International the other week.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah could I be mean, the yeah. yeah, I think, yeah. Um, the rule. who did you say? Adamo, Ferrato and Guadagnini. Like? Oh, yeah, Guadagnini, yeah. yeah he's, he's back in and he's yeah, third uh, I mean. I feel like I suppose never... like Lupino and Monticelli
1: are pretty good reserves and I guess if you really wanted a 250 guy Bonacorsi's elite Zanki's shown his class this year and Latta's a super fast rider mm-hmm. even though he's had his injury troubles so they probably got a little bit more depth than you think but it's yeah they if they have that first choice team they could be a sneaky mm-hmm. podium depending on the weather I guess yeah
2: well, about Spain yeah.
1: though Team Spain I
2: mean... Team
0: Spain Team I Spain
2: Yeah Prado <laughs> is it? Friday's... Yeah, I don't know. I think Farris's arm's in the right. Yeah, pretty cool. By the signs yeah. of it? Um, thing. but they've got yeah, yeah. Bootroll, yeah, it should be good. Yeah, <laughs> bootroll.
1: And Oliver's been pretty electric lately too, so you could
2: easily yeah, that was that's the other guy I was thinking of him. I'd rather take him over. With, um, what's his name? B. A. Baracus. Braceras. Baracus.
0: <laughs> No, but he
2: ain't
0: had a good start in the sand there, he had a good start at Arnhem in that second race to Braceras. But yeah, he did go backwards and then, then the bike blew. So yeah, you've always yeah. got that potential. So yeah, I mean, um Oliver, I don't know. If they want to win it, I think you've got to take a chance on Braceras getting a start at least once, because they're gonna have to drop they're gonna have to drop the MX2 result, aren't they, for sure. Because, yeah, Prado and Fernandez. I mean, you can shoe in Prado for the two whole shots. And then, yeah, I maybe, suppose you uh, could almost
1: shoe in Oliver for a whole shot because his starts are absolutely electric. So you never good, know, it yeah. might be an I'd option. Take, all three starters.
2: Yeah, I'll take good. Olivier. It's, it's the track. It's not easy to pass on that track. I think, yeah, I'll take him. I wanted I to ask little you, little
1: lads, little. lads who do we go for Great Britain? Do you we know. go Watson, Muse, Gilbert at this point?
2: I well, don't no, no,
0: a better actor than Dear Barakas for a start. But yeah,
1: um, sorry. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I get um, <laughs> um. Well, Watson's riding okay. You know, he came through the pack in Arnhem. He rode well, but then that is sand where he's strong. So yeah, I mean, um, I think you've got to take Watson simply because he's used to that Grand Prix pace and that atmosphere. He won't get bombed out of it. Um, I think you've got to take Conrad because I think he just is our fastest rider right now, when he's on form, and you know, um, Normandy and A is not far from the British Isles. So if you can just stretch his, you know, comfort zone just a little bit wider, just to stretch it out to the north of France, then uh, yeah, I think Conrad might well be in. I'd, I'd love to see it. I'd love to see him do well. And um, yeah, who knows? You know, I think uh, I think our best uh, our best three right now are Muse um, Watson and Gilbert, and uh, decide decide who you want to ride the two fifty. Really, up to you.
2: I think I'd, I think I'd put Sterry on a 250.
0: That's not a bad, show. Yeah. Now, to be fair, Sterry was out- outperforming Watson at some points during the weekend, so yeah, might be might be a good yeah. Advantage. I'd take
2: yeah Watson Muse and Sterry on a 250. I don't think Muse is riding really well on the 450. I don't. I wouldn't want to put him on a Honda. I don't think he's a, his power. I don't think he's got the same power as the KTM. Um it's not going to be a HRC Honda. So yeah, I think uh is it Sarholz KTM is that who Sterry's riding for? Yeah. Yeah. Um it's like a pretty solid team, they'll have a decent two fifty. I think that's your best bet if you want to get any result. Um <clears throat> yeah, I don't I wouldn't put Josh on a two fifty. No, fair enough. <laughs> but team how about Team Algebra, the uh, the
0: young guns, the old uh Geerts and uh everts and Lucas. I mean, that's
1: uh, yeah. that's that is not a bad shout, you know. And it's looking like Liam Everton on a 350, it might be the goal. So, yeah, that'll be a pretty handy little team. And you see what Lucas Coonan has done all season, really. And on the weekend, again, the kids just not scared of anything. So, he'll probably relish that atmosphere and not be phased by it. He sort of seems immune to the pressure. So, yeah, seeing yeah. him do it and Yago, you know, he showed what he did last year at the Nations and throughout his career, really, he's got that winning speed and he can always do it on any surface. So, He's definitely pretty handy. And, yeah, Everts has had a great season, proving a lot of people wrong. And, yeah, that whole Red Bull KTM team, isn't he? will be looking to do it again. And, obviously, Sasha Coonan's in in reserve, but they you know, they had Van Donick in reserve and Van Horbeek in reserve. So they got some pretty good depth there after, you know, there was a lot of questions about whether their sort of next challenges were coming for a while there. And they've got sort of – got a plethora of them now, don't they?
0: Yeah, for sure. Uh, I think they're dark horses for um, a podium, maybe even a win. Depends on how it, how it falls, but yeah, I certainly if he does what he did at Redbud, then they could really challenge for a win. So there we go,
2: yeah, it's yeah, it's a, for it the is a good team. Um, yeah, let's talk about 450s because there's nothing to do with that so far, yes. <laughs> yeah, we'll get into are going to the 450 Scottish Championship. <laughs>
0: Well, I'm like in the Scottish Nations team of Adamson, Mackenzie, and uh, yeah, <laughs> guy, yeah, uh, yeah,
2: Billy and Brian,
0: Billy, Billy Brian and um, and John Adamson, sort of right out the Um But uh, yeah, the, the the 450s there, obviously, yeah, Jet this time not completely the fastest rider for the entirety of the weekend, and uh, yeah, that was good to see. Good to see Plessinger and Siensoir having a bit of a, a tussle at the front before uh, Jet got involved and yeah um do we think perfect is going to stay perfect what do you think
1: yeah it's it's hard not to at this point but yeah there was some really good battles and some good racing across both classes all weekend and Jet's just been so immaculate from the starts usually he didn't have that all weekend so it was interesting to see him come through the field you know cut through it pretty well you know just power and finesse wasn't it just intelligent taking great lines and you see how interesting he was just cutting down on a dime on some of those turns, just getting his angles spot on and just arrowing it and then shooting straight out. So the balance and the confidence he has in that bike must be just next level because the stuff he does, like I guess in comparison to Sexton, is the comfort's just, you know, night and day difference. So but yeah, he keeps winning in all types of ways, doesn't he? We sort of run out of superlatives and way to praise him in his rookie four fifty season, twenty straight motos and ten overalls. It's just so impressive. So super mature performances again which is quite a uh, contrast to see him off the bike he's sort of laughable and likes to joke and muck around and once the helmet comes on he's just all business isn't he so i reckon it'd be a, if you're putting the money down you'd probably say that he'd go undefeated but i wouldn't ride off sexton at this point either because he was he's not giving up and he's even though he keeps laying it over and sort of scuppering his chances each week and you got to give him credit for keep pushing and charging and he's not cheating anyone on effort and he wants to win. I'm pretty sure, he, you know, speaking to JT, he's, he's not happy that, that Jet's doing this to everyone and him. And, you know, he's always a joy to watch. He won't quit. So should make for a pretty fascinating finale, even if the championships are pretty much locked up.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think yeah. um, I'm going to be um, at Fox Hill this weekend and hopefully they'll be showing it somewhere because uh, I've been told there might be a bit of a, a movie night going on where some of the old uh, Motovision tapes might come out from Fox Hill so that'd be pretty sweet. And if somebody can um, you know get the old um, registration out to show the uh, AMA nationals while they're at Fox Hill then that'd be uh, super good and also' help me update the website while I'm there. Um, <laughs> but we'll talk about that later. Um, but uh, yeah I mean I think I might there's quite a few of the cab screens present Yamaha guys down there. so I might even uh, lay a bit of a bet on with the cab screens guys that if Coolas whole shots, uh, then uh, I'll buy them all around the shots. There we go. <laughs> Come on, Harry. We didn't talk about Team Estonia, did we? Harry and um, Harry and, Zalviku, and then uh, whoever else they've got. Leo. Leo. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, it. Leo. Leo hasn't Leo. Leo hasn't Obviously enough. Leo. He hasn't done enough nations yet, so he needs to really sort of pull his finger out. He hasn't represented his country enough times yet. I think he's only five. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I think we need to get him out there back again. <laughs> so yeah, what do you reckon then? Bad is he going yeah. to get his uh, that going to go perfect?
2: Um, yeah, I think so. He he was really good there last year on the two fifty. Um, just yeah, some of the I think the track really lends itself to his style. There's a lot of sort of pre-jumping, breaking bumps that you can hop over, things like that. Sort of long ruts. Uh, yeah, I think he goes undefeated sexton i don't know he he he's obviously caught jet but really looks like he's really not comfortable sort of pushing that speed um like you watched him last year when he was sort of catching catching tomac at times he looked comfortable still sort of looks like jet does now almost um but yeah now when he's trying to catch jet he looks like he's he's really pushing he's making sort of tiny little mistakes and then yeah obviously eventually it's just resulting in a in a tip over. Um, I don't know if that's because they're going faster and he, he just can't go that fast or if like obviously the setup's not as good as what it was last year. Obviously, no, only he knows that. Um, but yeah, I think the way Jet sort of just picked his way through the pack in the first one, sort of there was no urgency whatsoever, just sort of methodically past guys. And then yeah, just sort of landed off that little step up after the pit lane, decided to, that he was going to overtake Plessinger right there, and then just went across all the rats and was on his way. Um, yeah, the the belief and the the talent and sort of trust he's got in the, the bike and himself is next level. You just you you just don't beat anyone like that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, sad but true,
0: sad but very true I mean, Ed, uh, you got to feel uh, a, bit of a, a bit of a nice sort of pride when you're a fellow Aussie there, mustn't you I mean, uh, yeah, you, you've suddenly got a world beater on your hands, it's quite crazy really, isn't it because like a few a few years ago he was just smashing himself into the face of jumps at the nearest opportunity and now all of a sudden he's just like yeah, like you say, just rip on them on we go, dog done dog Yeah, done. it's quite
1: amazing seeing you know the progress of both of them, I guess, but especially Jed, it's sort of, yeah, obviously won four straight 250 titles and Now he's looking like he's just going to just have this massive reign of dominance for the next decade, I guess, which is good for him. It's good for the sport. He's great for the sport. Obviously all the fans love him with his personality and all the extra things they do. They market themselves. Well, they've been marketed really well. And I guess, but none of it would probably be possible without the skills on the bike. So they let the riding do all the talking as well as the off track stuff, but it's impressive. Like I was at Coolum on the weekend for the last round of the Aussie races and a lot of the guys were talking, you know, many years ago, watching those kids spin laps around there because they're from that sort of area of Australia. And, yeah, they could see the talent back then, but obviously everyone knows the story about all the sacrifice, moving to Europe, then America. There's a lot gone into it, and it's pretty cool to see those stories pay off all the hard work, and And their dad's a pretty humble dude that's obviously keeping them on the right path. So long may it continue, and Australia's the next one, I guess, is the nations. It's interesting to hear Jet say in an interview that, if you gave him the choice of going undefeated or winning the Nations, I'm pretty sure he said he'd rather go undefeated. I guess it's might be more of a once-off thing because, you know, the Nations, he's probably got that for many, many more years, mm. but you never might get in another undefeated season like this one. So, yeah, it's pretty impressive yeah. what he's doing and it's hard. It must be a bit demoralising for his competitors to sit back and think, I've got 10, 15 more years of this, isn't it?
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly that. I mean, yeah, it's, uh, it's one of those, is Although, I mean, we, we're reassured quite clearly by Hunter in the post-race interview after his title that he was going to come up and make his uh, brother's life a living hell. So, uh, yeah, I I like that confidence. I like that banter. And, uh, yeah, we'll see uh, see exactly how well Hunter can go on a 450. I can't quite see it myself, but, yeah, you never know it's good to see the back talk already happening between the brothers at least so yeah that's uh, that's pretty decent
1: what so, sort of a career yeah. in the in the 450s do you think hunter have it's been interesting to see him move up with cooper at a similar time who would you say has a has a better career i guess you'd probably have to go with hunter at this point you he might win some titles but it's just going to be so hard with with sexton and jet you know facing those guys for the next decade like he's done in the past so he could prove us wrong though
0: yeah, I mean, uh, I'm glad I'm going to say this after I've interviewed Lars um, Lindström, but um, I think the KTM will shoot Sexton very, very well. I think that bike is more forgiving. Um, I think they can um, work around him, and uh, they will be they will be pulling out all the stops to make sure that Chase moves across from Honda and succeeds on that bike. They know they know what that um, would do for KTM's reputation, um, and I think quietly, I think they've got a very good chance um chase obviously isn't saving himself for that because he went all out chasing after jet and that's great to see he's got that tenacity he's not just going to hang on he just he desperately wants to beat lawrence and that's brilliant you know he doesn't want to be one of these guys that has a perfect season scored against him you know nobody really wants that i'm pretty sure you know you don't want to be labeled as a uh, blessing bless his soul you don't want to be labeled as a Wyndham for the rest of your life and uh you know it's just one of those so yeah we just hope that um as, a, as, a, as somebody who's trying to cover the sport and trying to make it uh, make people follow us and in uh, the websites and such like, then, uh, yeah, we want people to be interested in it, and that means somebody needs to challenge Jet. And um, I'm just hopeful that Chase is that man. As opposed to who's best out of Hunter and, and Justin Cooper, Um, I think you're right. I think that Lawrence has got a bit more in the tank there, especially on the 450. I think Cooper's just a little bit smaller physically, and that might prove difficult. But he rode it well early in the year, but is he a, a main event winner? I don't think so. Uh, is Hunter a main event winner? I can see that, but yeah, either way, like you say, against those two, it's going to be tough for anybody to get a look, a look in.
2: Brad, what do you think? Yeah, I I agree. I think um, you in the in the Supercross, I think your your wins are going to be sort of mainly going to be from probably Tomac, Sexton and Jet. Uh, depending on how well Sexton adapts to the KTM, um, obviously uh, his one of his strong points this year was was his whoop speed. Um, uh, there's mm. no secret that the KTM not being good in the whoops. Um, so it'd be interesting to see sort of how that sort of works out if it sort of hinders him a little bit, um, but. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I think there will probably, I think there will be a couple of teething problems. I don't sort of expect him to be up to speed like race pace straight away, but I can I can still see him getting a couple of wins. He's too good a rider not to. Um but I don't see any reason why Jet isn't gonna win really. <laughs> I think <laughs> obviously Tomac's Tomax gonna have missed a lot of racing in this outdoors. Um I mean he'll he'll he should be back to hundred percent. Um, for uh, for Anaheim one, but yeah, sort of he would miss a lot of gate drops. Um, Jet will have sort of raced relatively late into the year. It only sort of been like two months between the last or the Nations and Anaheim one, which I think sort of will help him a, a lot. Sort of transition straight into the four hundred and fifty Supercross. It'll almost like there isn't that big off season hype. It's sort yeah. of like it just rolls into one. Um. But yeah, I think I could see Webb also get maybe getting getting a couple, it like a triple crown, maybe on the Yamaha sort of getting like a like a 3 1 2 or something. Um, but yeah, I can't really see anyone else outside of that doing anything, mm. like getting a win or anything. Hunter will have a, a peppering of podiums throughout the year. Um, but yeah, I just I just don't see him being on that same level as Jet.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah, yeah, exactly that. Yeah. What do you want, Ed? What's your
1: thoughts on it? Yeah, well, I know that A1's going to be pretty fascinating with obviously the Lawrence Brothers, Tomac, Sexton, AP, AC, Anderson, Roxon. Like, it's pretty ridiculous, isn't it, the amount of depth we're going to have at A1 if everyone stays fit. So that'll be one of the, yeah. the more sort of tantalising prospects, I guess, coming up. And it's interesting to see how the World Supercross pays out before then, but... Yeah, it's going to be great A1 and just the depth in that 450 class where everyone healed up and ready to go. It's going to be pretty hard just to get a top 10 for the guys like, you know, you got Nichols and Bloss on the B2. So that'll be pretty cool to see. Assuming Wilson goes around another go and Harlan making great strides. And I think March Banks will be on the 250 again, he was saying, after the weekend. So for that class, it's going to be outrageous just to make main events is going to be no mean feat. So... We'll definitely be eagerly watching it, that's for sure but it, yeah, section on the KTM, it's going to be really interesting, mate. Obviously, they'll be chucking all the resources they can and him, get that testing time in and he's their main guy isn't he? So, you know, arguably he wasn't going to be the main guy at Honda anymore with Jet coming through at that sort of meteoric pace. So, yeah, the KTM will be all in on him and he'll be all in on it and he'll be wanting to win and you never know when your chance is going to come around again so you've got to sort of put it all together then and now and yeah, the Supercross ain't easy those 17 rounds, that's for sure but it seems a long way away, but it'll probably come upon us pretty quickly, I reckon.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Big fat red red number one plate on that uh, KTM as well. So, yeah, I'm sure yeah. they won't uh, regret having bought that one in.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Good stuff. So, yeah, I mean, apart from in the 450 class, yeah, you had, uh, yeah, obviously Plessinger and Anderson getting up there on the overall podiums. So that was pretty sweet for them. And, uh, yeah, for sure, and, and Barsha getting, getting his, uh, his claws into people. Uh, Ferrandis, what do you think on Ferrandis? What's he going to be doing next year? Do you think he's um, back with Yamaha? Do you think he can be yeah. a contender in Stuntzos? Or, um, yeah, what's what's his future? Or, or is there even a, a tempting beckon back across the Atlantic to MXGP?
1: Apparently, he's not big on the MXGP idea from what I've heard. And there was rumours about the Suzuki-Hep team, which I don't know. I don't know if he'd want to settle for something like that. So... There was the Kawasaki rumors that went around, which I don't believe will come to fruition. So he's in a bit of limbo at the moment. And you hope to think that it's not his last race in America, wouldn't you? Because you wouldn't want him to retire because he's probably not the kind of guy that will settle for an average deal. But yeah, his riding was pretty damn impressive on the weekend coming from back, even though he was sick. So yeah, yeah. when he's on form, like at Unadilla, he's a real force to be reckoned with and a hard charger and the Dylan danger zone, when he sort of flips the switch, it's there's not many out there that can beat him like he showed in that title winning year, but you heard much, Brad, of where he'll be next year?
2: No, nothing really. I think, um, I think they find a way to keep him at Yamaha if he wants to stay. They'll just, they'll just have a three-rider team with Webb, Tomac, and I suppose they're going to have Cooper as well, aren't they? So maybe they won't keep him. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, if I was to choose between Cooper and Fernandez, I think I'd choose Verandes. Um yeah. I mean, his, oh, his supercross. He's not well, not as bad at supercross, his starts are just not there, which really sort of hinders his supercross results. Uh, but yeah, I mean he's he's probably one of few people in the world that are capable of running jet's pace outdoors if he's hundred percent. Um yeah. not many people can say that. I wouldn't say Cooper is capable of doing that. Um, but yeah I mean there's obviously there's not many places he's he can go obviously, yeah if Anderson and Cincerillo were sort of back at Cowie, I can't see them sort of housing three riders um the only other place Custom- I guess yeah, maybe husky could have another three riders team they've done it in the past, um or gas gas maybe could have a, a second four fifty guy. I mean, for and I, I don't know. Yeah. They,
0: will, yeah. they, will get out of, they will get out of testing. Yeah.
2: <laughs> test track. <Mm-mm. laughs> yeah, or I don't know, maybe Triumph. Maybe they'll make a 450 for, for Anders. I don't know. We didn't even mention we'll to, Mookie and Craig
1: for that A1, the Husky boys, did we? So that just sort of adds to it, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah if in time. Yeah. It's going to be, yeah.
0: But
2: then, yeah. Are they going to challenge Jet? Mm. Tricky. Well, wow. Craig is I, I think head head to back for SMX. Yeah.
0: Okay, that's cool. That's cool. Sweet. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Yes, we'll see. Yeah, indeed. Yes. So um, as it all winds down then, and uh, we start thinking about SMX, uh, a, quick, uh, a quick one there, because we've got the last few minutes of, the, of our hour here. So yeah, SMX coming up, the big qualifiers. Um, who's going to bag the big cash?
1: Yeah, it'll be interesting, mate. I've heard that they're sort of putting a lot of effort into it to make it as good as possible. They're going all out with the tracks, the presentation, everything. Apparently, the work's going into it's massive to make it a real show. So to end the year in style. But, yeah, it's pretty hard to go against the Lawrence brothers at this point, isn't it, mate? Coming from an unbiased opinion. (laughs) I
0: thought you might say that. Who's going to take over Dr. Evers? Yeah, it's going to be tricky. It's going to be tricky. I think, uh, yeah, I think you're right. I mean, wouldn't it be really ironic if Honda became the first manufacturer to sweep all five championships, uh, you know, the three supercross championships and two outdoor ones, and then some Kawasaki came in and nicked the big prize at the end of the year? I think that would be hilarious. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we'll see what happens there. Of course, yeah, the Monster Energy Millions. But um, yeah, I mean, like I say, Jets probably got to be the one. Um, 250s, I think, might be slightly more open um but again Hunter I mean I, I'd love Hampshire to do it I think Hampshire thoroughly deserves it I think that'd be fantastic especially if one of them was really wet and he just happened to pull a big bow wave pass on on uh, one of the Lawrence on the, on the Hunter in particular that'd be quite funny but yeah um yeah I, I think you can't really look past Lawrence brothers like you say but uh who knows it, it's a it's a wacky format I mean the points the way they ascend through the, through the qualification I mean. um, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm hot on my points, but even getting the head around that is like, whoa. So, you know, if anybody in the SMX broadcast team wants somebody who's good on the points, they're welcome to give me a call, uh, ben.rumble.mxvice.com. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, what about Faulkner? He's a smoky chance too,
2: isn't he?
1: Come well, on, Austin. Let's do it. Pocket the
2: half mil. Yeah. <laughs> I think there's a few, there's a few that could... Um sort of win the win the overall I think at the SMX in the two fifties. Uh obviously has been the favorite. Cooper. I'm um, I'm assuming Cooper is allowed to ride. Obviously not wasn't allowed to do the Supercross in the 250s. I'm guessing he can do the SMX in the 250s. Uh yeah
0: he's qualified only he, as a winner. So yeah. But yeah obviously a,
2: past, past 250 champion. So in the super cross that'd be interesting to see. See how he sort of fares. He wouldn't have really ridden supercross for a long time, and I mean, as we know, it's basically it's a supercross track, the slightly faster layout. Um, yeah, but I, I think you're, if you're a better man, you're picking the Lawrence to to win both.
0: Nice one. And, uh, yeah, so any um, predictions for this weekend then? I mean, Brad, I'm not even going to bring up our spreadsheet. Uh, you came caned me. I think I'm going to yield now and uh, and acknowledge defeat on that one. Although uh, you did pick
1: Everts on the weekend, Ben.
0: I did. That was good. I picked him 0-1-1, one, one, but he won with a 3-2, so I'll take that. I get the overall result right. Anyway, quite uh, quite excited. If you haven't heard the Eurosport commentary yet, Brad, I certainly recommend you listen to MX2. <sighs> Definitely the best. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, so um, yeah, commentary of MHTP was amazing. By the way, if uh, if anybody uh, across Europe can uh, tune into that, then um, yeah, please do because and give me some feedback. You know, we're happy to get some feedback. Like I say, ben.rubble.mxvice.com. If you want to tell me I was rubbish or if you want to say, yeah, I was brilliant, um, then I'll forward that to the Eurosport boxes and see if I can get any uh, any more gigs. But, uh, yeah, it'd be great to uh, get your feedback on uh, what it was like to listen to this West Country boy getting very excited uh, over the Dutch MXGP at the weekend. It was uh, awesome fun to do it, and hopefully I can get more uh, under my belt soon. But, um, yeah, for this weekend coming, uh, Ed, first, who are you going to pick for your uh, top three in both 450 and 250?
1: I think at this point, it's pretty hard to really go past Lawrence, Cooper and Shimoda again, although you could quite easily see, you know, Hunter managing it and maybe Cooper gets the win, but it's sort of to no avail. So something like that. And you never know, Kitchen's always a podium contender, but I think it's more or less going to be the the same top three, you know, as I mentioned there. And I guess, yeah, I think we're going to go undefeated, mate. We're going to go jet. Chase and I think Ferrandis will get back on the box this weekend after a week of recovery after his sickness, so
2: that's what I'll go for.
0: Oh, yeah, cool. Bye,
2: um, and uh, 250s Cooper, Deegan, Lawrence, right up and 450s, <clears throat> um, jet, yeah, jet, Sexton, and um, well, I, I, was, I don't want to say Frandis because Ed said Frandis <laughs> um, I'm just going to go with uh, I can't even think of any other people uh, apart from Anderson I don't think he's going to finish third so um who Barsha. Barsha Barsha nice one
0: okay I'm going to look like either a genius, genius or a chump. And, uh, I'll go with, uh, Chase Sexton. And if he does win, I'll do a yard of ale, uh, in the, um, uh, in the Fox Hill bar. All right? <laughs> and I'll send that middle finger right back to your Australian ass. Mister <laughs> <Trump. laughs> Cause, uh, yeah, I think the, uh, the fantasy that the, uh, you need to be brought back down from the fantasy world and say, yeah, the, <laughs> Beaten, you know what I'm saying, but uh, yeah, I put pre- I would like to see Jet take the overall. I think, yeah, I think, um, it's great to see a perfect season and all the rest of it, but um, I think Chase will be dying for it and uh, it would be great to see. So, yeah, uh, Chase Jet second, and uh, I'm gonna go with Pessenger for third place. There we go. Um, in the 250s. I think Deegan's got it. I think Deegan will just be like, right, screw it. No, cha- no championship. I'm just going to prove that, you know, America is great again. And, uh, yeah, he's going to take that, uh, that that win and, uh, and rub his salt in the wound um, because there's nothing he would love more than to win the overall, beat Hunter's ass, even when Hunter's champion. So I think that's it. I think Hunter will claim to the championship. I don't think that's in, in, uh, uh, in doubt. But, um, yeah, I think Deegan's going to win overall. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'll take... Uh, Cooper second, and I think Hunter's just going to do enough, so I'll put Shimoda in third. All right, nice. (laughs) So I really bet against Rosi there. Ed, nothing personal or all that, but you know, Mm -hmm. uh, there's one of us staying with MX Vice and one of them's not.
1: (laughs) So yeah, (laughs) it should be a great weekend either way. The the track will be pretty cool, and yeah, Sexton was very good around there last year, and you know he's good everywhere really. But it'll be interesting. It'll certainly make him earn it, I reckon.
0: Yeah. Just a tragedy we didn't have Jeffrey come across and give it a go, eh? Yeah. So just, I mean, uh, yeah, Iron Man, uh, Iron Man. the repeat, uh, stays on ice for another year. And uh, sadly, he was lined up to do the British Championship as well this weekend. That was uh, who they were going to announce as a guest for the last round there at Monster Mountain, was Jeffrey Hurlings was going to be the man uh, that was going to make a guest appearance. Um, but yeah, sadly, Boat and Collarbone kind of put, uh, put the nuts on that one. So there we go. They, they They are trying to find another guest as we stand. But I'm like, Championship for night, I mean, I think you really, really want the British guys to stay there, but there we go. We'll see how it goes.
2: But, yeah.
0: So, there we go, then, guys. So, uh, yeah, anything more to add, Bradley?
2: No, I think we've covered it all.
0: Good stuff. And uh, on a little note there for our viewers, are you looking forward to um, skating around the chalky slopes of Fox Hill this weekend? Bet stations, which race um, are you in again? Uh, Super Evo
2: 125. Over 25. Yes, cool. I am r- very much looking forward to it. <clears throat> bike was running sweet as a nut on the weekend. Mm-hmm. So, so you're on a
0: 125 Super Evo okay. over 25s, yeah? Yeah, so, so what's so over no, what it- I've got a
2: 1997 YZ 125 <laughs> oh,
1: yeah. with the sick graphics,
2: yes, that's yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, for
0: uh. American fans who probably wouldn't know what it was but uh, yeah if you know the uh, sweet from Cadbury's then you can imagine that font but with wheelers written on it um, then uh, yeah you've yeah. got that down the side of the right which I was, I was impressed with the effort with that that's uh, i would be interested to know how much you paid for that because that was pretty sweet so uh, yeah, good work, <laughs> yeah good work on that one yeah but, uh, the, uh, the
2: the uh, one four five I mean, one two five was running sweet
0: <laughs> uh, I'm just trying to find your opposition at the moment but my um my uh, entry list has just uh, gone south at the moment, but uh, yeah, we'll find out in a minute if we got there. So yeah, looking forward to that. And uh, yeah, there is uh, there is a live stream from that. So for any viewers uh, that are interested in SMX uh, review show, if that's uh, wherever you are in the world, there will be a live stream uh, from the bets uh, the VMXDN Foxhill, as I hope it's being called, the VMXDN Foxhill 2023 on Dirt World TV. So if you search for that on YouTube this weekend, it will be live. Uh, you can see the likes of Zach Osborne, Tyler Bowers. Uh, and mike brown racing for team usa and uh, yeah it's gonna be pretty special there and there's several american guests across all of it doug dubac will be riding uh, and there's guest appearances from mike LaRocco rocco and such like so hopefully we'll get mike in the commentary booth with me uh like ricky johnson did last year so yeah so a quick plug there uh just check out the vmxtn foxhill live stream i'll be on the commentary with a couple of other uh british people and uh yeah we'll go from there so looking forward to it so yeah thanks very much for joining us ed and thanks for much, Bradley. And, uh, thanks, thanks to listening. and a massive thanks to AS3 Performance, uh, the home of aftermarket motocross and enduro parts, from hardware and protection parts, including skid plates and radiator braces, to performance cooling parts, including silicon radiator hoses and oversized impeller kits. AS3 also have a huge range of brake, clutch and gear levers, all with different features and adjustability. Check them out online at www.as3performance.co.uk. Also, Kawasaki Motors UK have the new KLX 140R lineup uh, with choice of three different sizes. So please contact your local off-road dealership for more information there. Also, fueled by Gulf Race Fuels. Thank you very much for their support. And, of course, go to evenstrokes.com to get 10% off by using
1: this man's name.
2: Yeah, Brad Wheeler 10. Get yourself 10% off at evenstrokes.com. And like I said at the start, anything you buy at Evenstrokes does go straight back into MX Vice and Evenstrokes. So... Um, yeah, if you need anything, kit, parts, anything like that, strict.com and uh, code BradWooler10, you'll save
0: 10%. Absolutely, so yeah. Thanks, Ed, thanks, Brad. Thanks to everybody for listening and we'll see you next time on the MX Vice SMX Review Show. Tati, bye.